Hey everyone, you're listening to the Commander's Brew Podcast. And around here, we want to bring you the funnest EDH decks possible on a reasonable budget. So, if you're a Commander player who loves an interesting brew, we're the cast for you. Hey, if you've been here a while and you're loving what we do, consider supporting our show by subscribing on YouTube or giving us a five-star review on iTunes. Or, the biggest and best support is over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash commandersbrew, where you can support us directly while joining other like-minded commander players on our Discord. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's episode 292 of the Commander's Brew. Um, Welcome once again, Sean. How's it going? What's happening? Good. I guess uh, every every time we do an episode that ends in two, I want to rhyme it with Commander's Brew. Yep. Uh, and I realize this one puts us. We're we're looking at three hundred. Yeah, we're on the home stretch to three hundred here. I know. Wow. <sighs> it's a lot. Um, and we have no specific plans for episode three hundred, do we? No, probably just a regular, maybe a C twenty one show. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. So you know. You, should we do something? Uh, maybe. Uh, we'll see. But anyways, for now, we have nothing <laughs> planned. <laughs> um, but that's cool. Uh, it's been fun doing uh, this many episodes. And, uh, I mean, let's just uh, let's just keep doing them. What do you think? K-I-R. Yeah. Any, uh, any thoughts as far as... Um, any thoughts as far as what we're seeing in Strixhaven at all? Or anything um, jumping out at you? With any of these, any of these characters, any of these uh, stories, perhaps even just the I, set. I mean, the things I'm thinking about the most are whenever, like, every new set is supposed to be a new plane. Yeah. And I know, I know, someone corrected us in a in a in a comment earlier, but it's weird to me that this whole school is like a plane, like how Ravnica is. Like, are you are you just that city? Like, and I know conspiracy took place on Pagliano, but it's like. What else is like? There's got to be something else outside this school. There's got to be a whole population that is not like. What about the people here who are not going to the school? Where's their cards? Right. Where's the like? Where's the wh- like? You're talking about like what other section of this world? Like what it's? Yeah. Like where's the office building? Yeah. Like if if I'm if I'm like you know if I'm a Johnny and I planeswalk to Strixhaven. If I don't hit the school, like, is there a whole planet? Like, if it's like Earth. It's like if you went to, if you planeswalk to Earth, but the Earth set was only New York City. Right. And it was like, it was like, here are the, like, red black is, is Manhattan. <laughs> uh, but like, but like blue green is the Bronx. And like, right. all the five boroughs are a different color pair. But like. And it'd be a cool magic set and you'd have the subway and you'd have like, you know, the Guggenheim. But at some point you'd be like, well, what else is like, there has to be other things here. It's like, oh, there's pyramids and Stonehenge and the Taj Mahal. But all of the cards are in New York City. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, in one building. In one building. Like Strixhaven yeah. is just one school. That's the yeah. other thing. Are there yeah. other schools? Like this always bugged me about Harry Potter too, which obviously is based on, but like when we had the Tri-Wizard Tournament, supposedly this, like, right. really big, you know, bringing together of these schools, there were only three schools, and they were from the weirdest places. It was like, there's the one, well, obviously, so there's one school that, for all of the sorcerers and wizard as wizards in England, which, okay, if that's the number we're working with, that's fine. 
But then there's one. It's for an France, island, right? And then there was one for like what was it like Bulgaria or something? <laughs> like, yeah. Does does the Bulgarian one in, in, like encompass all of Eastern Europe? Like, where's all the German wizards? Where's all? Where's the, my Canadian wizards? Where's the Spanish wizards? And yeah, that's the other thing. It's like okay, it's not a worldwide cup though. That's a that's like the Euro Cup of okay okay of it. So like, like it just like it didn't it never felt like uh and I mean. I don't want to get too into it, but it's like it never felt like the actual the wizarding world that Harry Potter saw was built out really nicely detailed and everything. And that's why everyone loves the series and blah, blah, blah. But really, you don't really see much of that outside of that story. You never see it. And actually, I mean, that's maybe one of the good things about it. That's why people keep coming back to it. Star Wars is very similar. I don't (laughs) know. We're just talking about other well, but, but in so Star much right Wars now. though Star Wars is Star very similar. Wars... You you at the, the original like the, the original trilogy, you didn't see much outside of the Skywalker kind of story that we were seeing. It was very but it hit there were so many ideas that were much bigger and you knew there was a bigger galaxy and you knew there was all the stuff out there and that that was the fun part to you know, imagine all of so that stuff. I guess we've we've kind of cracked it like Sure, there's an office building in the plane that Strixhaven's in, yep. but there's no magic happening there, so we're not gonna. There's no cards there. Who cares? But, like, 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 wouldn't you? Like, I would. I would in Star Wars. I would rather not learn about the the you know the 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 sewage systems of Tatooine. <laughs> I'd rather go to other planets, which are other <laughs> planes for us. See, I think <laughs> like, there is magic at those office buildings. I think that Strixhaven. Yes, school for, uh, you know, but but like to me, Strixhaven isn't like a special school, is it? Like other people, like the, there's magic on all in all of the multiverse, basically, right? So yeah, so there is magic in other places. This is just one school. This is like going to like Saint Luigi's down the street, like and checking it out. Like if all those kids are saying <laughs> Saint Luigi's, by the way, real school beside my house. <laughs> um, you know, uh, that's what that is. So like, this is not even a special school. Yeah, maybe it's kind of special because. You know, Liliana teaches there, but big deal. Everyone's got a cool head mistress or headmaster like that. Okay, and and okay, does the faculty, does the student, does the school know that she lied on her application, like, and is secretly not Professor Onyx? Like, is that, is that, I don't know enough. I haven't cracked the story yet. Like, like, can you imagine here on Earth, Going into a school with a fake name and a fake ID saying like, oh, yeah, I'm a teacher. And then teaching kids and be like, wow, right to jail, right, right to, to jail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so previously you raised zombies to aid Nicol Bolas' army? <laughs> oh, 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 that's the wrong resume. Oh, 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 yeah. oh. <laughs> that didn't say that under what massive evil doings have I done in the past? You know? Yeah. Oh, you accepted a deal with... Seven different demons? <laughs> you cursed your friend Garrick, or maybe not your friend, but you cursed the guy with the chain veil? And now you want to teach kids? What do you think this is? Well, uh, we have an opening for our curses class. Uh, I mean... <laughs> I mean, uh, you said your name's Professor Onyx, and, uh, you know, that name has is turning up zero search results. Uh, <laughs> zero search results. We can't find any records in any of the colleges you went to. We called the schools on your references. We called your references, and none of them have heard of you. None of them have even answered <laughs> at all, actually. they. <laughs> a lot of them were uh, zombies when we called them. So, you know. But, hey, it says here you know how to do some uh, some synergies with uh, 
sacrificing creatures and things like that. So, hey, come on aboard. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, interesting. It, it, I guess I guess we're not meant to go t- too, too deep for this game like the the that part of this game I right? suppose, yeah it's like the old <laughs> it's like the old like elephants wearing boots thing it's better if you don't picture it yeah it makes yeah, more yeah. sense if you don't think about that part of it yeah 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 <laughs> an ooze holding a sword yeah right 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 oh whew. okay uh let's get to it let's get to so let's get to thanking everybody for listening yes thank you for listening for laughing along with us for uh, going along with the ride when we goof around and when we brew off the wall decks on a sort of budget. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you for listening. And some of you went to patreon.com slash commanders brew. If you got a couple bucks and you want to help make the show, help help grow the show, help make the show, help keep the show great, that's where you're going to do that to donate. And that's thank you from the bottom of our hearts to those who have done that. See you in the Discord, helping us put these decks together, throwing some cool ideas uh, for future shows uh maybe you're gonna you know like and subscribe on youtube maybe you're gonna give us a nice review on a podcast app that you listen to those are free ways to help us out if you're so inclined we would love that or you know we got a tcg player link on every episode you don't have to buy cards from this episode but just click through that link buy whatever cards you were gonna buy anyway we get a little cut of that that's another way you can help us out and if you're Canadian, we have the best way to help you. That's by getting a actual discount on your magic cards by going to the Wizard Tower. Let's hear an ad from them now. We're proud Canadian podcasters, and we're proud to be sponsored by one of Canada's premier card stores, the Wizard's Tower, wizardtower.com. Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code, Brew Call Time, to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free as long as you ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their contents at mtgcanada.com. See you on the frozen northern tundras. I did have something to say. I was going to say something to continue on what we talked about, but I forgot, and it was going to be a good uh, uh... joke there. Instead, I got carried away listening to the ad. Um which strikes me as uh, that might be a different ad than we just heard, right? We might have the Strixhaven one in here. Um, oh, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, guys. Well, do, just do what the ad says. Yeah. Do what the ad says. Um, but let's get into this week's deck tech. This is a fun one. I can't wait. All right. Uh, here we go. This is a very fun deck uh, straight out of the new cards from the booster packs of Strixhaven. So not the commander deck stuff yet. We're going to be dealing with that next week. We'll be talking about all, lots of those cards probably brewing with them in the coming weeks but right now we're still talking about one of the more exciting kind of weird new cards out of Strixhaven and that is Cody Vociferous Codex uh, so let's just read Cody pretty early on in here and uh, that way we can get an idea of where we were coming from with this one um, Cody is a three mana legendary artifact creature uh, three generic of course it's constructs one four you can't cast permanent spells says Cody wild <laughs> wild um, also, I'll take this before we go any further. I'll take this time to just pause and say, I love the art on Cody. It's like this little, like, zoomed in little book with a little eye, and he's got his little, like, artifact kind of like tentacle leg things. And I love how, like, the background's out of focus. So it makes you feel like he's, like, kind of small, you know? Um, yeah. It's really cool. It's really neat. Uh, uh, so he's a cute little guy. But here's, here's his big ability four and tap, add Wooberg, add five. 
uh, of one of each color. When you cast your next spell this turn, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile an instant or sorcery card uh, of... Oh, I lost my place there. Instant or sorcery card with lesser mana value. Until the turn, you can cast that card without paying its mana cost. Put each other card exiled this way on the bottom of your library in a random order. Um, so it's Cascade, essentially. Uh, but for instance, in Sorceries only. And of course, since we won't be ca casting permanent spells with Cody on the battlefield, the only things we can cast to trigger it are instant or sorcery spells. <clears throat> so this puts a pretty massive restriction on what we can do with Cody while also rewarding us for playing with that restriction. Um, now, this isn't to say that when you're thinking of building a Cody deck that you can't build something with permanence in it, because right. strictly, you know, that's only that only applies when Cody's on the battlefield. You don't need to have Cody on the battlefield right on turn three, uh, depending on what you're doing. But um, so, yeah, Cody Vociferous Codex works well with permanence and without. So just just keep that in mind. It's just that once this little guy is out there... You, that's when the restrictions start popping in and things become a little harder. But if you did what we did, which is we built around basically having Cody as like part of our combo that we have to set up a lot first. So we'll, so but we have Cody in the in the command zone to make it work. So we, we we're not too worried about this restriction of the permanent thing. So um, you're gonna find out what we're doing with Cody because we went in with our uh, our patrons in our Discord. We talked about some different angles and stuff like that. And uh, we landed on one that I liked a lot. Some of the other ones you can check out in the Lost Cards, uh, which will be coming out um, on Thursday on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> but just to kind of give you uh, an, an idea before I say the actual words, what's our companion, John? Our companion is Zerda, the Dawn Waker. One, and Hybrid Boros, Hybrid Boros, three CMC, mana value, for a 3-3 three, three Elemental Fox. And for this to be our companion, each permanent in our starting deck has an activated ability. Uh, and then what Zerda does for you is abilities you activate that aren't mana abilities cost two less to activate. This effect can't reduce the mana that is cost to less than one mana. One tap, target creature can't block this turn. Whoa. This is a wild idea. I love it. <laughs> so, um, any guesses right now? I'll just tell you, it's cycling. Um, we're going to build uh. a deck around cycling to get to our ultimate goal using uh, Cody, which, stick around, we're going to find out. So, we do have a, a big-time cycling deck here. So, we've got creatures that we can't cast if Cody's out, but we can cycle them. And, in fact, we want to cycle them, actually, when bef even before Cody's out. So, it actually works well no matter which kind of way you're coming at this right so in this kind of setting the scene the things we're going to have to be working with here is a lot of cycling we want to fill that graveyard up we want to be drawing cards with our cycling cards hitting our land drops all those type all those great things that cycling cards do so that's an amazing way around the restriction yeah yeah right so we can still include these cards in and so have them have value even if we can't cast them um, oh, wow. So, so Zerta is great. Zerta really helps us a lot with the cycling costs on things because don't forget, like, there's tons of cycling in Magic's history. We're not talking about just Ikoria cards. There's stuff from before Ikoria that costs way more than one and the two that we're kind of used to. So Zerta really gives us a nice discount on those cards, especially. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so uh, just, you know, just some of the creatures that we have that we have included in here 
<clears throat> Yadaro, Wandering Monster, the five red red legendary dinosaur turtle, the eight eight trample haste, cycling for one or red. Probably used to this one. This is like majorly just a cycling card, really. Um, but I thought it was a good example of of why of like a card that we're going to be running in here. When we cycle them, shuffle them into your library from your graveyard. If you cycle the card named Yadaro four or more times this game, put them onto the battlefield from your graveyard instead. So like. Again, this is basically going to be like a single red for cycling. That's great. That's fine. Titanoth Rex from the same set. Seven green green. Oh, by the way, basically impossible to get that four thing going with Yadaro, so don't even worry about it. Oh, if you yeah. get it, it's great, but don't worry about it. Titanoth Rex, seven, seven green green for the 11-11 with trample. Cycling for one and a green. When you cycle it, uh, you put a trample counter on target creature you control. This is great. And then, oh, uh, we have Dranith Stinger. There's a couple different, two different Dranith ones. But Dranith Stinger is one in a red. Whenever we cycle another card, Dranith Stinger deals one damage to each opponent. And cycling is just the one on this guy. It's a 2-2. Two, two. So these are just some classic cyclers. Uh, these are some of the more recent ones, obviously. Um, these have additional abilities. But we have we are running basically some vanilla creatures in this deck maybe french vanilla maybe some big tramplers i mean they have to have an activated ability right they all have cycling um <sighs> but we're cool with just if a creature has cycling like that's kind of that was the yeah. base right here right so um as you'll see there's uh, if you look at the deck list you're going to see some like pretty basic looking creatures that are included because they have cycling and because of the this the part two and we'll get to that uh, in the neat moves but one of the things I wanted to touch on before we get into those neat moves is another kind of side of this, right? And we want to be pulling lands out of our deck because the thing is with cycling is you get a lot of lands. So we've got a lot of the cycling lands in here, but just pulling out the basics is really nice. So this is one of our old tricks here on Commander's Brew. We want cards like these, Sean. Oh, a tune with ether, single green for a sorcery. Search up a basic, put it into your hand. You also get two energy. I'm assuming that doesn't matter for this deck. Um, Caravan Vigil, single green sorcery. Search up a basic, put it in your hand. But if Morbid happens, if something died, you get to put it onto the battlefield. Um, Simple. Swords. Yeah, so all of those, all of those kind of, there's, there's dozens. Well, there's not dozens, but I think there's like, we're up to five or six. We, they've been very generous to give us these single mana, two drop a basic into your hand. And like when I put decks together where I really want to like, you know, squeeze out lands, like th this allows me to like run fewer lands to begin mm -hmm. with as long as you're heavy green. So not only am I drawing fewer lands later, if that's the goal, I'm also I'm not I'm not having any trouble as long as you go heavy on the green because yeah. all you need is one green to get this whole thing rolling. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what's going on here. So we're. We're using these. We're pulling our lands up. We have a low land count to begin with. So you can kind of almost these are like lands you kind of have to pay for. Um, but as <laughs> long as you have one green, it's fine. Trust me, it's going to work out. So we've, we've included a bunch of those. Um, they're all one mana. And that is something that's important to keep in mind as we go oh. into our any moves. Working on a neat all right, so remember what what I was just talking about. We got some one mana sorceries. We got a bunch of cycling creatures in the graveyard. Well, this is where our dear Cody comes into play because what we want to do is we want to be cycle, 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 cycle everything we can, um, get as many creatures into the graveyard as possible, uh, draw a bunch of cards. Let's have some nice mana ready, have a couple spells, whatever. 
then we cast Cody. We, uh, you know, give him his turn because obviously he's got. Um, we actually have a couple things in this deck that uh, allow haste. Very important, actually. Some haste enablers. When looking for these, you're going to have to find some some ones that have uh, uh, activated abilities on them, right? If they're enchantments, you're going to use that. Oh yeah. So so if you can if you can do that and we can get Cody to do his thing right away, great. If not, wait for a turn and then here's what happens: cast Cody, do his thing, make the make the Wooberg, pay one mana for something like either one of maybe it's one of those green um land searchers or perhaps it's like a swords to plowshares if you want to get a little extra value out of it and kill something good but it's important that it's one mana because then it will search our entire deck basically it'll go through until it finds a card with less an instant or sorcery with less cmc than one and it will find living end which is the sorcery with suspend three two black black but it has no CMCs or, or no mana value, zero mana value. Each player exiles all creature cards from their graveyard, then sacrifices all creatures they control, then puts all cards they exiled this way onto the battlefield. So we flip our hit. It's it's living death, but it's you know it's the suspend version. We flip it. All of those uh, cycled creatures come from our graveyard. They come back again if we have one of those haste enablers. Perfect. It's actually one of the things we want to find really badly in the deck. And uh, yeah, then we get it out and we do it. And there we go. Now we have a huge board and our opponents, I mean, whatever they're doing is fine. And this is why we're just totally happy putting kind of like French vanilla, big cycling creatures, like six sixes with trample and like weird seven wow. fives from like our, you know, from like apocalypse <laughs> or whatever set it was. That was, you know what I mean? Like that's fine. Those are all fine because they, they just come out as big chonkers. And it, yeah. it's really fun. And then, of course, there's some yeah. that do more fun things. But there, that's the plan. Um, I love it. Yeah, and it's really it's really cool because it really is. Um, it's totally reliable. There's no way you can't hit it. One, as long as you're casting your one um, CMC card, you're going to hit Living End if you do the Cody thing. And I feel like your opponents are going to be like, "What are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what are you What are you doing?" Um, this is so cool. Let's talk about some of the other stuff that we can do because that, well, that is definitely our main crux of the deck. That's what we're trying to do. That's our end game almost. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot in between there, right? And like I said, Cody's not going to be on the battlefield right from the beginning because obviously that really nerfs our way to do things. Sometimes you're just going to play those big creatures with cycling. We're going to play them because we're going to need to block or something like that. That's that's totally fine. Right. Um, but there's some cool neat moves here, Sean. Um, well, I this one, if, like... yeah, take a look at this one. This yeah. one's fun. Yeah, this one's wild. Uh, so we're going to cast Cody. Cody's out. We're doing some cycling. Now we're going to cast a sorcery. Fractured Identity. Three, white, blue. XL target non-land permanent. That's Cody. Each player, other than its controller, creates a token that's a copy of it. So now everyone has a Cody, <laughs> and they're not allowed to cast permanents. Yeah, right? And, like, yeah, we're giving yeah. them this weird, like, cascade ability, but I think it's worth it for just stopping them from playing permanents. That's so funny. I love it. I mean, Fractured Identity is just a good card anyway, so, like, it's okay. And one of the things that I... One of the things when you're building a deck like this that I have to keep reminding myself, okay, is, like, I was all about, like, the one CMC to make that combo work, to make this work. Can't include anything more, because what if we cast that and do it and it doesn't hit? It's like, wait a second. I just don't have to activate Cody. It's fine. We can yeah. have things at other costs. It's just that the one, the one, we know what we're doing, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, this is this one's fun. No, uh, no matter which side you're coming from, it's uh, it's um, 
it's a real effective uh, and good card in the deck. Um, True. There, are, like, there's a whole other deck with Cody <clears> where <throat> we are untapping him and trying to generate mana. Like, there's, I'm sure there's ways that we can do it where we, we, you know, he taps for four or we pay four to tap him and he taps for five. That generates one mana. Well, if we can f untap him for free that becomes a mana generator. And if we can do that repeatedly, then yeah, we're, we're, we're getting somewhere. Well, Vizier of Tumbling Sands is an interesting card that probably goes in that deck and is still effective in this deck, actually. So two and a blue, it's a human cleric, one, three, tap to untap another target permanent. And it also has cycling for one and a blue. Very good there. And whenever we cycle the Vizier, uh, we untap a target permanent. So this could be Cody, we can still get some added value out of uh, doing something with some of our other instants and sorcerers if we really want. If we even just want to like somehow generate a, an extra mana or two, this can this can work sometimes depending on what we've got going on. But um, it's still just a good card to include, and it's just a creature with cycling that's totally fine. So I noticed you've got a couple cards here for the unlikely event that Living End ends up in your hand or your graveyard. We've got Memories Journey, one in a blue for an instant target player shuffles shuffles up to three target cards from their graveyard into their library and it flashes back for a single green nice mm -hmm. and survivor of the unseen uh two and a blue human wizard two one cumulative upkeep of two <laughs> that's a lot tap draw two cards then put a card from your hand on top of your library that would be living end if we're looking for that we would do that just before we cast our one with Cody's mana in order to cascade right into it, which is on top. Yeah. Yeah. Or I guess if we, for some reason got that early and we could maybe hold on to like an evolving wilds or something, crack right. it, do like a brainstorm type thing here. Um, yeah. Basically I just wanted a little backup for, because when I, I was testing this as well as I could, I was testing it in forge and I didn't actually have Cody to do the combo, but I could right. like test everything in between, like to getting to it. You know what I mean? So um, there were some games where, like, I was probably playing against a mill deck, and they milled my living end, and I'm like, oh, crap, what am I going to do now? <laughs> so I was like, okay, so I do need some kind of a way to get that out of there. And then um, Survivor was just a nice little backup for, um, for a brainstorm effect. Or, as you'll see in the budget report, if you've got a scroll rack, great. But if not, this does, like, a, re a reasonable enough um, impression of, of something like that. Um, when we're talking about cycling, uh, we, we would absolutely be, uh, uh, in big time trouble if we didn't talk about, um, Astral Drift. Uh, this card is a house in this deck. Tuna White for an enchantment that says whenever you cycle Astral Drift or cycle another card while after Astral Drift is on the battlefield, you may exile target creature. If you do, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Here's why this is so good. And it has cycling for two and a and a white. This card is so good. Because if we do get into a spot where we've done our thing with Cody and Cody's on the battlefield and now, oops, we can't cast any more permanents and some and we're not just winning right away, which is very possible. Um Astral Drift can bounce our can like blink our Cody out. We can play a creature or whatever. And then have him come back in and still be doing his thing. Or in the, the, the more, I think, likely scenario where we're defending on our way to getting our combo sort of set up, Astral Drift just blinks out creatures that attack you. You know, they're sending stuff your way. Okay, fine. I'll just do a quick cycle, bounce that thing. Like, it goes and then comes back. Like, really 
really important card in this deck, I would say. Yeah, I like it. Um, <clears throat> the one, uh, read the one that's before this in the notes. I'll, I'll pull it up here. Oh yeah, this is Tectonic Reformation. This is the one I thought of when, um, this card was, this card was a, a blessing. Yeah. Um, so one in a red enchantment, it has cycling two, so it's valid with Zerda. Uh, each land card in your hand has cycling for a single red, right? Any storm type of decks, cantrippy decks, decks where you're like, oh, I got so many lands in my hand, I just can't get through them fast enough because of the way I've built my draw engine. It's like, well, it was a perfect way to just be like, great, keep it rolling. They're all they're all cycling lands now, uh, which is amazing. Um, yeah, who, who even cares if I got too many lands? I'm going to keep cycling uh stuff's astral astral drifting things yeah absolutely Great. yeah definitely right only thing that this only downside that tectonic reformation kind of ends up bringing to your deck is that you end up wanting to skew even a little more red we're already talking about maybe uh. skewing a little towards green which is fine but now you also want to include a little more red because that 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 single red cycling uh for lands is really good although you know generally speaking i don't it's not like you need to go super heavy so you can just include a slightly slightly more skewed towards red and i think you're okay <clears throat> i think it works um it's a great card you gotta have it i love that it obviously it has cycling itself or we wouldn't be able to have it in the deck um with zerda so yeah this is this is this is it i mean this is what we're doing uh you know nice yeah nice that's so funny this it, is a great you know, one it's it's simple but there's a lot of there's a lot of decision points along the way surprisingly like um, yeah we talked about it in the um in the discord and we talked about like, is this, is this a little too on rails? You know what I mean? Like we're doing this thing until we get to do this thing. And then bam, that's not, that's how it happens. But the games don't really play out that way. We're playing a four player game of commander and you're just sitting there cycling. Well, you never, you, you well, you're never going to have any defense. You're never going to, no one's going to attack you. Of course they are. So you end up having to make lots of decisions about playing creatures. Am I going to do Cody for smaller value? If I get my um, uh, uh, memories journey, like that means we can do Cody uh, and the Living End thing a few times, actually, right? So we might be able to cast it, put it back in our library, do it again, and then it's going to be in there. We can flash it back. That card actually becomes really good if you do this kind of. We're not just saving it for one big activation, but we got to do a couple on the way. And depending on what you have in your graveyard, it's it really works. I I think even and now this is something that I haven't. Um, I just thought about it before we started recording. But Yadaro, when you cycle Yadaro, shuffle it into your library from your graveyard. Is there any moment where you can get Yadaro back in like an instant, like if it was at instant speed? I would think so. I mean, because I'm making an assumption here. I don't know for sure. But if it shuffles in from your graveyard, that means it... I assume that is it all the one thing, like it's well, you it's would cycle like... it first, and then the then the additional trigger would go on the stack, of you drawing a card and shuffling it in. I, I mean, how is it written? I don't think the site the shuffling is part of the cycling. I think it might yeah. be. When no. you cycle. Yeah, so when, is is a a when is a trigger? Right? Yeah, so so it goes on the stack. So it's in your graveyard. You've cycled. You've not yet drawn a card. You've not yet shuffled Yadaro. If you do an instant thing and hit your living end, you'd get Yadaro out. 
Okay, well, that's sweet. So if that's, I mean, if that is in fact the case, which I mean, sounds to me like it's possible, that's a nice little move. And there's a, a number of one mana things that are instant in our in our deck, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, you know, you can just doing it to even just get something like a Yadara or one or two creatures that are really big can be really, really great in this deck. So. Um, I'm kind of reminded a little bit of my of the Nethroi Zeros to Heroes deck, right? Where the whole thing is like put a bunch of cards at graveyard, do a Nethroi, get them all back. Well, there's actually a lot of value in just getting two or three or even four back, not getting necessarily like ten or twenty. You know what I mean? Um, right. You'll be you'll be impressed and happy with getting three, eight, eight, eleven, and one like eleven, eleven. You know what I mean? Like two two big ones and one really big one or something like that like you're going to be pleased with that uh for the most part so yeah can i get uh two big ones one really big one <laughs> yeah. uh large fry and a dad coke absolutely absolutely so yeah there's there's a lot of a uh, lot of decision points on the way it's absolutely not on rails and actually it's kind of weirdly fun to be like cycle 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 like it's really yeah because yeah. your opponents are just kind of like i don't like i don't know what you're doing but i don't like it <laughs> yeah um so Let's talk about Discord helpers for a second here. We had a ton, and this one, this one was uh, very fun because of that. Chiefy, Gee Pizza, Nosrack, I mean Dylan, uh, PH in there. Um, I I um, I did this in like kind of like midweek, which is not usually when I do it. So it, it felt like we had like um, I don't know. It felt like if we actually kind of missed. A bunch of people because i saw like people coming in at the end just being like oh i missed this i would have really liked to help huh. um like our, our boy mondo he came in like after we kind of were already finished but he actually suggested a bunch of stuff check out um uh lost cards because like i said as and as always we've got a bunch of extra stuff uh for that uh section lol what papa dio in there also kind of uh later helping me out roof chicken um, coming in, uh, a Beauregard Regarden, uh, loving it. Coming in with some, uh, with some fun ideas there at the end. Um, Pips don't lie. You know, the usual suspects. I mean, we just had a, we just had a blast, uh, brewing up this one and there's a lot of cycling stuff that came to mind right away, but then there was a lot of fun, weird synergies that we also use. So good fun from the discord. So, you know, we've said, Hey, and hello to our, our, uh, our discord helpers. That means it's time for the budget report. All right. So this one, uh, not surprisingly, is not a ton. You can definitely um, shave this down to where we're definitely we're hitting like old school budget for Commander's Brew. Um, but as we as we are right now, we're sitting at um, TCG like mid is one thirty six ish, and the low is about seventy five bucks. But obviously, this is how this is how we do this. We're going to show you some stuff that you cut. Right away, Fractured Identity is one of the more expensive cards of the deck. This is, like, not an essential card, obviously. It's a cool card. It does a cool thing. But it's not something we absolutely need. So you can definitely save, save a couple bucks right there. Next. Oh, Shots yes. One, yeah. uh, Samut Voice of Descent. Is that expensive now? Samut. Yeah, we're up to, like, six bucks. Yeah. Samut. Uh, three red, green, Legendary Human Warrior. 3-4, Flash, Double Strike, Vigilance, Haste, other creatures you control have Haste. That's why she's in this deck. Uh, white, tap, untap another target creature. There's the Zerta check there. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, I was well, I was trying to think while you were talking. Like, I can't think of anything that gives the whole team haste that is a permanent with an activated ability. But here we go. Yeah, so just off the top of my head, I remember a couple of them. So there's Samute here. There's um, another Samute um, <laughs> Planeswalker that does it. The War of the Spark one. Uh, oh, yes. There's Fires of Yavimaya, which is also a oh, yes. that has it too. And big thanks. That's quite a few. To, yeah, big thanks to Papadio for, like, I was... Like at the last second, kind of, I was like looking to add these things in, and I just went to the Discord and was like, "Hey, is anyone around? Does anyone know any of these things?" Because uh, I didn't know what to search for to find it. Like it's hard to like find if things have activated abilities. And yeah, Papa Dio was like, "Yeah, I brewed a deck with Zerda where I needed this also, so I had them off the top of my head." So that was very helpful. <laughs> um, nice. I love the Discord team. Oh, love the Discord team. So good. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, Smoot is in there. Um, Here's here's where the deck is really gaining a lot of value though. It's the triomes. The triomes oh, yeah. are not like deadly expensive, but I've included all of them in this deck just because I wanted to see, you know, where we're at with them when it comes to prices. And yeah, it turns out you know there's some some get up in the like seven to ten dollar range. Others are more around like five dollars, but none of them are are exactly what I would call cheap. So do we need to include the triumphs? Um, they are great because this is a five color deck and they are cycling, so they are excellent, but we do not need to include them. We could easily just include our good old fashioned um, tri lands if you want. Um, you know, if you've got some slow fetches, those things work really well. Um, basically, it's nice to include a couple things that fetch so like it's better to make more room almost for our basics for our, so our evolving wilds are even better and our terramorphic expanses and stuff so yeah i would definitely uh look at cutting the triumphs as, as opposed to like buying all of them for this deck that's for sure um and of course sean what's the card we would we would include if we had unlimited scroll scroll rack yeah. um it was reprinted in commander legends but that one's like 25 bucks it's the two minute artifact one and a tap exile any number of cards from your hand face down put that many cards from the top of your library in your hand then look at the exiled cards and put them on top in any order so you swap your hand well you swap some number of cards from your hand with cards from the top of your deck and you put them in whatever order you want what a great way to get living in back in the library. Um, you can even manipulate, I mean, in general, any deck that's cascading loves scroll rack. This, this deck only does one thing, so it doesn't matter how you rearrange, but it's nice to be able to rearrange that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and like we don't miss it too much because it's not super essential. It is nice, like you said, if we have a living end in our hand, but there's also a little added application where if we're at the point where we have a lot of mana and, and maybe we have a bunch of lands in our hand we can just like swap it up see what we get and like i said like uh do a little shuffle effect um to maybe just get rid of those lands that are that are sticking around in our hand because that does tend to happen with cycling decks yeah um yeah um so, well that's everything though that's that's the deck i mean it's like i said it's it's seems simple in what we're doing but um it's a lot of fun to play out it's a lot of fun to actually play this one out and and uh, yeah and get it going um, so yeah, try it out. Cody, Luciferous Codex. He's, uh, he's a fun commander and a fun new ability. And I think there's a lot of different ways to, uh, to brew with them. And this is, yeah, this is just one of them. So thanks for watching this one. Thanks for watching this deck. Check out Lost Cards coming out uh, just uh, a couple days after this one drops right here on Commander's Brew. But otherwise, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week with a brand new show. Bye. Bye.